Yippee. Continue to eat my Fruit Loops. Ah. You eat your Fruit Loops. He's not going to share. I'm going to tell mom. You're not very professional. <laughs> I'm telling mom. Uh, yeah, well, let's go ahead and get going here. Now that's funny. Hey, everybody, that is right. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And this is the week of February 15, 2022. Uh, we are in season two, show 16, episode 68. <laughs> and I don't, know, I don't know if you guys know this or not uh, before you go on, but uh, we have a particular aunt who has a birthday today. Yeah. yeah. Um, but besides that, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. Um, I'm your host Keith, and with me today are Tom and Jerry. <laughs> We're supposed to be new people this week, remember? Oh, yeah, change your, change your name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot to change my name. Oh well. Be, if you're Tom and Jerry, I'll be Mighty Mouse. There we go. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'd like to talk about what's new to open things up with. Does anyone have a question? Does Terry Jill have a what's new? Kind of. Um, yes. Uh, Everyone fun- at Terry's house has COVID. <laughs> a, a, a funny thing that happened. Well, recently um, we went to uh, Jack Schmidt Chevrolet uh, to get an oil change in my car, or well, my our Traverse, and. We're there, and they called us up to the desk. I have the Chevy reward points, and so they have to take and look up your your account on the computer. And sometimes you get enough points, you know, every time you uh, make a payment, or you know, if you have OnStar in your vehicle and you make your monthly payment, you get rewards points, and so those add up. And so sometimes you have enough to pay for your oil change. Well, I didn't have enough, so I still had to pay cash or pay. A charge and we're standing there you know and it's still kind of everybody some people are still wearing their masks and i wasn't but i stuck my hand out and i hit this plexiglass shield you know sneeze shield or whatever there behind and i go oh you got a shield here you know a, a force field you know and so my wife who can read, my, my wife who's old enough to know how to read you know, she was reading the sign on the window and it made me chuckle because it said it had a sign on there that said, if you're paying with credit card is fine. If you're paying in cash, we will not accept cash that it's from your bra, your socks or your shoes. We will not take damp money. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was, well, who's going to, I don't have a bra, you know. Um, how often does that happen? And the lady's like, "Oh, that happens quite a lot around here." Oh, yeah, people <laughs> do. Be surprised, probably. Pulling money out of their bra, got the boob sweat on it or something. Out of your stuff, your underwear. <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to wear a jock strap up there." And say, "Here, pull. Let me take it out of my jock strap." You know? Yeah, <laughs> us guys feel left out. Eh? Or you don't have a bra to wear. We need yeah, to no, you got to wear uh, a jock strap, like a bra for for guys. You know? Yeah. 
I can't imagine putting money down there. Thinking, that would seem like a sign you'd see out camping and canoeing or something. Well, I don't know, Jill. That's where the strippers put it when they pole dance. Oh, I guess. <laughs> so, like, don't ask me how any, I know that. <laughs> they won't take any damp money. I go, I, I, I wasn't quite sure where Jack Smith was because I thought, well, it's, maybe it's in the old Kmart building. Or, but a little bit further down the road, it always flooded down there. So I wondered if maybe they were down there in that flood zone. Hmm. So they're in between Rockwood Apartments and, and the old Shop and Save building. I was like, oh, okay. For yeah. anyone who knows where that's at, if you're not yeah, from the area, you absolutely don't know people. what Terry's even talking. If you're over in England or Europe or something <laughs> to the show, then you just don't know what we're talking about. You don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, we played a game over the weekend. I had my kids were all here because we had a granddaughter that had a first birthday party. But in the evening after the party, we played a game. It was called Clean Slate. Spin the bottle? No. <laughs> and it was kind of neat. I could play along except for the fact that it's you get a deck of cards with one word on it. And it would be like blank uh, blanket. And you had to write a word on your slate that went before blanket that would make sense. Green that makes sense. blanket. Wool blanket. Yeah. Wool blanket, electric blanket, wet blanket, whatever. And it, you know, each card, some of them maybe said a word and then the line after. So but it was fun because if you had written so, down nobody could see what you're writing down. And then you flip your cards over your slate all at the same time. And if you have two people that match the same you're trying to get to 25 points, and there were six of us playing, so it was kind of fun because some of the answers they would put down, one of them was world blank, and, of course, world war, world peace. You're only supposed to put down one word, and my son-in-law's like, domination. <laughs> <laughs> world domination. Yeah, there we go. Pinky in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it was fun to play. We had got a lot of laughs out of it. I, I was thinking of while you're talking about that, or it's like what your autofill on your phone. It gives you like three three word choices as you type along. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. grab that one. I'll grab that one. <laughs> well, I got a couple of things. Uh, at, at, before we recorded, as alluded to, we're talking about the VA. I do have a generic announcement. That I want to make with that. I've been trying since 2009 with the VA case. Uh, it actually dates back to 1998, but for 10 years, my VA rep screwed me over. So it actually starts 2009. Uh, it's been in appeal since 2013. And I actually heard a word last Thursday I'd called the uh, the 1-800 hotline that you can call. And they says, you should be hearing something within 10 days because your case is now in its final decision. Now, you know, our, our government works slow. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that, like, is that like a minute and like in the in the in the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like a two-minute warning in Super Bowl. It could, <laughs> last, it could last for the next half an hour. Another hour. <laughs> yeah, so in government time, it's fast. But in real, in real life time, it's, it's been, what, years. 2009? <laughs> it's been 11, the 13 years I've been waiting for this. Uh, but anyway, we, there could be some very good news happening soon. 
Um, I, I, I've told a few people, I'm telling people on the podcast now uh, who may be listening, who may be interested. Might be uh, going on vacation. Well, that's, <laughs> that's up in the air. Uh, and, <laughs> get this and, money, we may go on hiatus. Not, not, for, <laughs> not for public consumption. But, um, but the thing is, until I get the letter in the mail uh, and then get the phone call, I'm being reserved about it. I'm not like, you know, doing backflips. I mean, there's been a little bit of uh, uh, ease of stress, but that's about it. I'm not getting, I'm remaining pessimistic because uh, this, of course, is our government. <laughs> and one of the most dreaded lines out there is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but hey, maybe next week there could be more happiness in my voice than what there is now. I'm guardedly optimistic, but I know how things go. Now, there's no reason to think they're not going to give me a call. That's why I told you guys where it started. If, if the phone call comes through, I may have to you know, drop it and take it. Uh, because I am expecting that, but I know the way they work. They'll, they're pretty much, I think they track your mail. So whenever you actually receive the letter, They'll wait a day or two and then give you the call. So I'm not expecting anything until I get that letter. But anyway, on other topics, I do have uh, last week um, on Tuesday, while we were podcasting, my wife had a doctor appointment. She went, she'd been having some trouble with her stomach with diverticulitis and stuff. Well, they decided to keep her. And she ended up, long story short, she spent the whole week in the hospital till Friday. Wow. Uh, now, when she left, or before she left, and before we started podcasting last week, she had noticed that my toe on my left foot was kind of, well, not good. Like, it was all funky and kind of black. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think there was anything about it, you know, not being able to see it, not being able to feel it due to neuropathy. And so when she got back, she looked at it, she goes, oh, my gosh, it looks even horrible or, or more worse or whatever. <laughs> um, and so I, I, she get, got let go of the hospital, but then she had to return to the hospital to take me to the ER where the doctors had to do some things with my toe. Uh, and it just so happens I have a foot doctor appointment this Thursday, apparently, anyway. So I have that guy look at it and. I'm sure he won't be able to do anything for it, but he'll just look at it and go, mm, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it be turning black? Is it dead? Um, well, dead skin. Because uh, I'm not sure what happened. The, whenever the, the ER, they said there's no broken bone. So I, I, if I didn't stub it, stub it. But my, my guess is somehow my toenail snagged on something and it pulled back and did whatever kind of damage i don't know huh. and whenever it did some of the dead skin or whatever turned got blackened or something uh, but it, it just had to be cleaned up and dressed and oh fun stuff i yeah. i gotta get another short one that you know yesterday me and my wife uh decided to uh, go out for valentine's day and so i got the uh, a gift card for Christmas, so I had a twenty dollar gift card to Burger King. So you went to Burger King? 
<laughs> no, not really. We went to uh, a Southern Valentine hamburger. And uh, we're sitting there in a booth. And somebody I walked up from his table to the, they, they knew the people behind my wife, you know, at the other booth. He walks up to the table and goes, hey, fancy meeting you here. He goes, yeah, I married a woman who don't know how to cook. <laughs> so I'm like, she's not there with him, is he, Terry? <laughs> she must still be back at the table. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, that's all I had upset about. So, that. so you were you were guarding your mouth and resisting to say, yeah, me too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. Oh, well, such fun and levity in our weeks around here. But anyway, as you mentioned, time for holidays. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays. And just real fast to run through uh, today's holidays, February 15th. Is a noise Squidward day, which I think, of course, has to be a Um, I don't lantern festival, I don't remember reading that last week. National Gum Drop Day, Singles Awareness Day. So, if you miss Valentine's <laughs> Day and you're still single, are you single? You can be aware, be aware. Uh, what are you, soft in the head or something? Okay, February 16, Wednesday. Uh, it's National Almond Day. I like that one better already. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, moving on to February 17, Thursday. Foot doctor appointment for Keith. Oh, wait. Oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. Uh, it is a random act of kindness day. So we'll do your random act of kindness. Be nice to strangers. National Cabbage Day. So your random act of cab- kindness could be to eat cabbage and hold that fart in because nobody wants to smell you. Now what worries me most, though, is his mental condition. Uh, yeah, moving on to like February yours. 18, Friday. Uh, National Drink Wine Day. National Battery Day. Battery Day. National Crab Stuffed Flounder Day. Wow, that's pretty specific. <laughs> I didn't know they got that the details on that. Really? Flounders from the Little Mermaid, so you got stuffing with crabs, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a made-up one, actually. Uh, <laughs> crab Stuffed Flounder. Wow, whatever. Anyway, it is National Caregiver's Day, so no matter what kind of caregiver you are, I guess that'll be anything from a mom and babysitter to taking care of your elderly parents if you're a caregiver or nurse. He's magnifique. He's wonderful. Hey, this is your day. Uh, and that's hey, Friday. Hmm? Uh-huh. Uh, moving on to Saturday. Wait a minute. Yeah, February 19, Saturday. National Chocolate <laughs> Mint Day. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It is National Bad Girls Rock Day. <laughs> Joan Jett. Uh, um, tug of War Day. So get out the rope. Play some tug of war. Most laughable thing I ever heard of. Uh, February 20th, Sunday. National Muffin Day. 
<laughs> so if you know the muffin man, I'm going to stop by Drury Lane and get some muffins. It is no politics day. Yeah, that's the best day ever. <laughs> I think the government should shut their mouths on that day. Yeah. It, uh, let's see. National Love Your Pet Day. Yeah, if you have a pet, it's kind of hard to not do that every day. But, yeah, show some special love, I guess. Yeah. It is Hootie Who Day. I don't know who. <laughs> Or what a hootie who is, and I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> hootie who? Or maybe I know what a hootie who is. I don't want to know what a hootie who is. <laughs> hootie who? Hootie knows. All it has it says is it's a fun American day. That's all I know about it. Hootie huh. uh, and the Blowfish. They might know. It's also a National Cherry Pie Day, which mm. could go along with Hootie Who Day. I don't know. <laughs> not as wonderful as all that um moving on to february 21st it's family day so enjoy your family it's national you know, sticky family. bun day <laughs> now that could be two different things sticky buns yeah. <laughs> i think it's the food kind on this one Joe. I hope so. <laughs> let's rub some jelly on our buns <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe if you have a sticky buns, you should go back and clean your hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Nova Scotia Heritage Day, President's Day. I think the 19th is George Washington's actual birthday. It didn't say on that. I know that 23rd. Oh, is it? Okay. It, well, wait, no, his day's, uh, birthday is the day after. This is the 22nd of February. Mm-hmm. I know Lincoln's is the 12th, and I thought Washington's was the 19th. But... Anyway, it's my brains and experience they want, not my gorgeous figure. Uh, and rounding out the week, giving people a sneak peek at next Tuesday, February the 22nd, which will be 2 Yep, all twos. You know, it'd be funny if it was a ballet day, but we'll see. (laughs) It is single tasking day. In other words, do one thing at a time, focus, no multitask, single task. Or unless you're not married, and that's single task day. Yeah, well, it could be that. Uh, World Spade Day. So if you're not spade, go out and have it done. I guess that could apply to people too. <laughs> Have you been spayed or neutered? World Thinking Day. Think about that previous one. Yeah, think about it. Uh, National Walking the Dog Day. National Margarita Day. Be Humble Day. And that's what I got on that one. It's going to be a shock, John, so prepare yourself. Let me just peek through the 23rd doesn't say anything about Washington. I, like I said, I'm pretty sure I thought his birthday was the 19th. But I'm sorry, I thought it was the 22nd. Yeah, I, I didn't see it huh. either on the 22nd or uh, taking a sneak peek at the 23rd. So I, I, but I know this list had Lincoln's, but apparently they either forgot to put Washington down or it, it, we haven't got to it yet. George Washington's birthday is celebrated as a federal holiday on the third Monday in February.
It is one of 11 permanent holidays established by Congress. David, don't tell me you're going to tell everybody about George Washington. No, only about his birthday. George Washington was born in Virginia on February 11, 1731. According to the Julian calendar, which was in use back then. What's a Julian calendar? I don't know, but here. Read this. In 1752, Britain and all its colonies adopted the Gregorian calendar, which moved Washington's birthday a year and 11 days to February 22, 1732. Wait. He has two birthdays? It looks like it. Since the Gregorian calendar is what we use today, it's really the only one that matters. Okay, but what about Julian? Does it have something to do with slicing and dicing fries? No. Washington's birthday did not become a legal holiday until January 31, 1879 when Congress added February 22 to the list of holidays to be observed by federal employees in the District of Columbia. Then, in 1968 Congress passed the Monday Holiday Law to provide uniform annual observances of certain legal public holidays on Mondays. By creating more three-day weekends. Congress hoped to bring substantial benefits to both the spiritual and economic life of the nation. And is that when President's Day was born? One of the provisions of this act changed the observance of Washington's birthday from February 22nd to the third Monday in February. Ironically, this guaranteed that the holiday would never be celebrated on Washington's actual birthday, as the third Monday in February cannot fall any later than February 21st. Jaya, but I still bet that Congress or some politician came up with the idea of taking away George Washington's birthday. Contrary to popular belief, neither Congress nor the President has ever stipulated that the name of the holiday observed as Washington's birthday be changed to President's Day. I still think there was a conspiracy to steal his birthday. Golly. Poor George. He had two birthdays, and the government stole them both. Callie. It's about time to let the humans have their show back. Poor George. They took away his birthday. Back to you, Keith. But first... Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling. For a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine, it's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T. Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. All right. So what happens now? All right. Well, we so here's how we move on to news. 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 In Vermont, where line workers had to rescue a parrot from a tree. 
Mind workers, rest. Mind workers, like line workers. Mind, L-I-N-E, workers. Bird cemetery. I'm not sure why, really, because a parrot's a bird and it flew up there. I don't understand why it's just falling back down. Birds fly all the time. Right? But this woman goes to her dad's house, Thea Everett. She lives in Boston, but she went to her dad's house to visit and uh, took her bird with her. And she usually sits it down outside, I guess, on the ground to go to the bathroom before they go in. And another bird flew by and scared it. And so it flew up in the tree and then she couldn't get it back down. So she called. Trying to send that little bird up and go scare it again. They should have sent the cat up (laughs) after that bird. I bet that would have scared it. Got a big pole that poked it or something. Yeah. But she did call the power company, and these linemen came out with their bucket truck to help get this bird down. Wow, that's yeah, weird. I mean, it is a bird that flew up there, right? And then she you did know, say it, people, it would probably come down when it got hungry. <laughs> she said the people that owned the bird before had its wings clipped, but it was learning how to fly again. Uh-huh. And of course, that's how it ended up in the tree. But I thought that was really weird. A bird had to get rescued from a, a tree. A... Who's crazy? How saw them? Bird supposed Help. to fly. I'm a bird, but I can't fly. <laughs> yeah, strange. The bird's probably afraid of heights or something. Maybe. Uh... Crazy story. I have uh, got mine ready. Why don't you leave me alone? Go ahead. A zoo that that. Valentine's Day was yesterday, and so, you know, this falls in line, I guess, with Valentine's Day. I've got a couple more, um, but this one here, a zoo in Stafford, England, hires a Marvin Gaye impersonator to sing to put the monkeys in the mood. <laughs> they, All right, Ed. They've had a problem with their monkeys not wanting to breed with each other <laughs> so they need to have uh, the, the singer put him in the mood they have seen a herd through the grapevine yeah, I guess just a bit uh, very white <laughs> <laughs> they were so they need that mood music endangered monkeys crooning love songs uh it doesn't say much else about it. Let's get it on. Sexual healing. I guess that, that song like Jungle Love would not be their, their favorite. Or, yeah. It's driving me crazy. Or running through the jungle. Or, uh... The females mate with several different males, but they just they they're they're not uh, finicky about who they mate with. This has to be in the right mood. Right. Oh, I got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the jungle, it's not it's not you. I just, uh, I need to hear some Marvin Gaye.
it's like a, um, I won't say the word anyway. Um, hey, if that's all that story, my, I, I, my stories seem like they're a little bit long. But I'll try to compress them a little bit. But the first one says, meet Methuselah, the oldest living aquarium fish. Oh, why couldn't I have been born homely? And San Francisco, um, Methuselah is the fish that likes to eat fresh figs, get belly rubs, and is believed to be the oldest living aquarium fish in the world. In the Bible, Methuselah was Noah's grandfather and was said to have lived to be 969 years old. Methuselah the fish is not quite that ancient. But biologists at the California National Whatever of Sciences believes it's about 90 years old with no living peers. Uh, Methuselah is a four foot long, 40 pound or 18.1 kilograms, if you're keeping track that way, Australian lungfish, which was brought to the San Diego Zoo in 1938 from Australia. The lungfish is a primitive species that has both lungs and gills, and it is believed to be an evolutionary link between fish and amphibians. Uh, No stranger to publicity, um, Methuselah's first appearance in the San Francisco Chronicle was in 1947. Uh, The article in part reads, uh, these strange creatures with green scales looking like fresh artichoke leaves are known to scientists as a possible missing link between terrestrial and aquatic animals, end of quote. So I wonder if it's got lungs, does it have to come up for air like dolphins do? Uh, Well, they're the, the kind of fish, I mean, they live underwater, but they can like throw themselves up on land. And survive oh. on land at least for a little while. Um, That's weird. But um, it goes on to um, the caretakers believe the fish is female, although uh. it's difficult to determine the species' sex without a risky blood draw. But it goes on to say the academy plans to send a tiny sample of her fin to researchers in Australia. It's like, do they get blood out of the fin? Huh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's be, a mermaid. Wouldn't it be, it'd be more risky to send a fin than a little bit of blood? <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> but they're going to try to confirm the sex of the fish and its exact age. Huh. But they're going to say she likes to get rub on her back and her belly and has a mellow personality. Insert getting game music here, what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go on a date. She lets belly rub. Uh, goes on to say, pretend she's an underwater puppy. Very mellow, gentle, but of course, if she gets spooked, uh, she'll have sudden bouts of energy. But for the most part, she is just calm. She likes to eat seasonal fish. Then it goes on and on. It talks about oh, what the fish likes to eat various things huh i figured that fish would like to eat worms 
Yeah. Or stink bait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, usually any kind of worms or vegetation or stink bait. Depends on the nature of the fish. Okay. My next story is about a guy who reminded me of Terry. Uh-oh. Instead of just losing one tooth, he lost his whole top plate <laughs> of false teeth. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, he didn't swallow it. <laughs> Why, Doc? What does it all mean? <laughs> that would be a neat trick. Yeah. He was in Spain. This man was from England. And he was partying with a friend and got too drunk and went to throw up in a bottle bin, which I guess is a trash can over there where they throw their empties. And then realized that they had come out as he was throwing up until they went to the next tavern. And then he figured out they were missing, so they went back to look for him. But missing something. (laughs) (laughs) Something missing. (laughs) Yeah, but they couldn't find him when they went back. So uh, 11 years later, this happened in like 1975 (laughs) or something. He was surprised to get a package in the mail from the Spain authorities that was his top false teeth. Why go to all that trouble? Wow. How'd they make that connection, I wonder? Well, the <laughs> police or whoever they, whatever they call the police over there said that they had been in storage. Somebody had found them and turned them in and they'd been in storage and they finally sent them off for DNA testing to see who the uh, owner was. Got some slobber he he didn't know he had DNA testing anywhere, but he said he had been swabbed a few years ago, maybe, but he couldn't remember why. He's I thought maybe they had serial here. numbers on the upper plate or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. They might have, but he said he's moved three times since he's lost them, and he's really surprised that they found him, but he's glad huh. to have them back. They don't fit anymore, but he's thinking about putting <laughs> them on display where he works. Yeah, because your your mouth does change over time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my said. I got them all ready to go to the convention thing. <laughs> oh yeah, the Arctic is coming. Where those teeth? You can let people try them on. Why that snake in the weed? I got Go ahead. That's all about that story. I went to a guy. I knew a guy who made teeth and i asked him one time i said could you take these out and put in like the two on the side like vampire teeth he's like no and i'm like oh that'd be cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's some werewolf teeth things on top and bottom yeah <laughs> and, and i put them in and go to go out to eat somewhere will you need anything else yes a good swift kick in the no no i guess not. No. hey i got a story this one i, I Said, well, let's let me read that one, you know, because and then after I started reading, I said, Oh, I have to do this one because it, <clears throat> it kind of goes along with Valentine's Day, uh, the monkeys in the zoo. Uh, but when the, the headline itself, you wouldn't so much because it's the oldest tavern in England is going to close its doors after 1229 years. 1200, wow. They started pouring drinks in the year 793. And the name of the tavern is Ye Old Fighting Cocks. Wouldn't you like to take a trip around the world? Oh, no, Jane, there's too many other places I'd like to see first. And I said, <laughs> I got to do that one. Even though I really don't want cocks. Is, Ro- roosters, I guess, huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, hey, I got to redo that story. <laughs> it says, due to financial struggles and COVID virus, it finally shut down the bar in St. Albans, England. 1,229 years of service they did. Man, so that's that's impressive as far as how long they've been open for business. Wow. I wonder how many times the management changed hands. And that's older <laughs> than your Methuselah fish. I know. <laughs> it's even older than the real Methuselah. <laughs> yeah. And they are. So I wonder how many false teeth they ever found there. They need to start <laughs> a new young fighting cocks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah well in, in these days it was it might be transgender cocks but we'll have to see <laughs> yeah and so i said that's a cute cute little story a non-binary that's the word i was, I was trying Not, to non-binary <laughs> transgender cocks is what it would be <laughs> okay and, and you know when they, they, they always refer to mind your p's and q's because you know pints and quarts so the p's and q's could refer to something else would you mind telling me what a man like yourself is doing here? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, again, my story is a little bit long. Um, <laughs> fake hoop helps owls move into a new neighborhood. <laughs> fake poop. Um, it starts out settling into a new home can be tough for anyone. So scientists have come up with some tricks to make transplanted burrowing owls feel like they're not alone in, in their new digs. Uh, they play owl sounds and scatter fake poop. <laughs> let, me, let me pause with that. Whenever you move into a new home, <laughs> you like to see it's clean, you know, squeaky clean and, and no messes. <laughs> If you're an owl, if you move into a new home, you would prefer to see like, you know, a kid mess and crap on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, owls. <laughs> Not so wise after all, are they? <laughs> but the, the grassland homes are often prime real estate and they've been losing ground to development in the fast growing regions like Silicon Valley in Southern California. Um. They've tried to move them into different natural habitats, but the trouble is getting them to accept their new homes. Uh, just dropping off the owls is not enough. Um, Who are you? What are you doing in my room? In a pilot program, they took pains to create the impression that owls already lived there, so they would stick around, and it worked. <laughs> now, just so you know, uh, you know. Of course, there are social animals that like to be in nearby with other owls, and the, the fake poop is not really fake poop. It's just white paint that they sprayed around. Huh. So as long as it, I guess as long as it looks like poop, they're okay. <laughs> I, I guess the smell would be optional. Right. I was gonna say that's weird. You think the smell? <laughs> maybe me. birds don't smell. Yeah, you as... think the, the, the smell of the, and the aroma would do it, but no. Wet paint? Ew, that ain't poop. That's wet um, paint. I don't want to live here. <laughs> but the, Fresh um, the owls, apparently, they're little small. They're about the size of a robin, it says. Oh, they're like yellow and brown or something. 
Oh, so they're fairly small. They were that small. Well, these these owls they're they're not they're they're a special breed of owls. Uh, Pygmies. <laughs> I'm trying to see if it says here. Uh, I can't find it yet. Burrowing owls. They're they're called burrowing owls. Or and they're really small. Like I said, about the size of a robin. Oh. But yeah, federal law protects the birds, but federal law does not protect their habitat. Whoa, that's weird. Back on you, Jill. All right. Well, my next one's really short. I thought it was funny because it's a new perfume. <laughs> it's out. not Alpu, is it? <laughs> Idaho Potato Commission released a new perfume that smells like French fries. What we need is a human guinea pig to try it out on. Uh, there you go, Mister Potato Head. Yeah. <laughs> I call. I said. I said I did that story not long ago about Kentucky Fried Chicken and suntan lotion. So you get oh. some lotion, some chicken lotion, some, some French fry perfume. <laughs> I thought Burger King used to have cologne that smelled like Burger King or hamburgers or something, but this perfume's not very expensive. It's only a dollar eighty nine, but it doesn't say how big of a bottle. But I'd be afraid to wear it. What if a cannibal strode by and decided mm, French fries? <laughs> Uh, What's the point? We may never know the answer to that one, Jet. You, you walk down the street. I'm getting hungry for some reason. I smell French fries. <laughs> and yeah, then Terry walks by in his, in his uh, chicken suntan lotion. <laughs> yeah. We have to find him some hamburger cologne and his wife some French fry cologne. Yeah, and then they go. can walk around and make French fry hungry. perfume. Uh. But that's all there was to that story. I just thought it was funny. The headline, they're putting up potato smelling. I don't know how you get French fry scent into a bottle. I mean, yeah. I know like when they make perfume, I thought they like boiled the petals of different leaves or flowers, whatever they're making, but what they yeah, boil potatoes? I mean, <laughs> potatoes don't have much of a scent and French fries, I'm trying to think, the scent probably really comes from a combination of the, of the potato and the grease. You know, yeah. together how, how would you put that together to put it's mixed in with essential oils to make this perfume but wow. maybe the essential oil is the deep fried could be <laughs> vegetable oil <laughs> what oh that don't sound right to me well it isn't right charlie yeah i know they add salt when they're frying it but salt doesn't have a much of a aroma either <laughs> right it's weird to think oh. how they can what they put together to make this smell well, I got one more, but you got one, Terry? There's a woman in Maine who was driving home, and the traffic was backing up, and she couldn't figure out why. And she was that was moving slowly, and then she could see that the police had stopped the traffic because there was uh, a, a herd of little uh, yearling uh, moose uh, and the moose, she got video footage. The moose came up to her car and just started eating the snow off of the hood of her car. Huh. Baby moose, do 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 baby <laughs> moose, do do. And her and her dog had been cross country skiing and traveling home, and the cars were stopped, and she could see the police car pulling over cars, and. She thought something's going on, and so she 
Yeah, so, sometimes moose and, and deer in the wild, they will get pretty close to a human being pretty fearlessly. I mean, it depends. Sometimes they're a little more cautious. It was hungry. Uh, hungry or thirsty if it was eating the snow off her car, yeah. She didn't really see it, and then the car in front of her started pulling, pulling away, and then the, she saw the little moose, and they just came right over and just started licking the snow, eating the snow off the hood of her car. Are you my mother? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy moves. Uh, well, um, <coughs> I guess I guess this would kind of be a, a Valentine's Day. Tony says, do we have a look? Oh, yes, of course. Um, Governor tells Bette Midler to kiss his dog's hiney and shows it. What a ridiculous idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice has a message for singer and actress Bette Midler, who called West Virginia's poor, illiterate, and strung out. Uh, she, she, she tweeted that after Joe Manchin refused to go along with the Build Back Better Act. Uh, but the 70-year-old Republican governor... At the end of his State of the State address, uh, had a message for her by lifting up his English bulldog, flashing its rear end to the cameras and crowd. We've handled this sort of thing before. <laughs> Baby dog tells uh, Bette Midler and all, all, I can't. Oh, and all those out there, kiss her hiney. Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, grinning as people applauded and gave a standing ovation. Uh, uh, Justice had spent more than an hour touting the state's accomplishments, including uh, recently announced development projects. Um, but he goes on to say, absolutely, too many people doubted us. Uh, they never believed in West Virginia. They told every bad joke in the world about us. Not everyone was amused by justice. Uh, in a tweet, West Virginia Dell somebody uh, said called his move uh, embarrassing and beneath the office. What does it actually matter? So yeah, he he. Uh, I guess Bette Miller made some derogatory remarks about West Virginia, so he decided to you know, re respond by having her kiss the dog's butt. Which, <laughs> which uh, it, 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 it's funny, but it is kind of beneath the office of the governor, and you would think that he <laughs> could have responded differently. That poor dog was the butt of his joke. <laughs> wow. I think it's very seductive. The baby dog is the name <laughs> of the dog. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my last one I got. But yeah, I don't have see, any. Valentine's, you got to kiss. I have dog. one more. I have one more. This one's not very long either. But a man in New Jersey was uh, astounded when he received two letters within two weeks of each other that were postmarked seventy-five years earlier. What sort of nonsense is this? So if oh, you're still your valentine's day card <laughs> but uh it says that he got received a letter 
and it was postmarked. It had uh, two four cent stamps on it. I would it. say probably like three four cent stamp on it. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it had to, and so uh, there was three other people who lived in the house before him, and so he you know he received these letters and. Uh, He's wanting to try to track down the people who who they're supposed to have went to, and uh, according to the postmaster general, they say um, a lot of times it's not that they were like lost at the post office and found. Uh, they said a lot of times people find old letters in the houses or something. They move it to and say drop them in the mailbox, and then uh, so somebody know, may have moved into a residence, found some old mail, and just mailed it after 70 years yeah. right and then it went to the, sure, the post office well then the postmark <laughs> would reflect that the it's postmark. not our fault so you could get these you get old letters at the flea market and stuff yeah. well the, the postmark there it would have a time stamp on the postmark yeah. it would have the date. they had time stamps 75 years ago they did <laughs> they did oh yeah whenever whenever they put the cancellation on the postmark it's it's dated it's dated and it has the post office where you mailed it yeah they did that for many many years i don't know probably ever since they stopped putting them on the horses (laughs) the the, the horse you stamped with his hoof (laughs) put the stamp on the horse on drop the road apple on the letter to 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 time stamp it I've got a few more, but that's that. That's fine. Well, that's what I got for news. Well, let's take a break for some classic comedy with Charlie McCarthy. Hello, Mr. Bergen. Guess who this is? <laughs> now, now, wait a minute, Bergen. Yeah, but you got to take me back now, please. Yes. Yeah. Well, I work for 50 cents a week. Twenty-five? Uh, I work for nothing. I'll be, I'll pay you. I'll be your slave, Berg. And listen, if you'll only take me back this one time. Ain't seen nothing that looks like human life yet. I think we're all done with news, and so now it's time for words. <clears throat> We're birds. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> this week, they're going to start with the letter E. So all these words start with E. Outstanding. Oh, that's not E. Eat standing. <laughs> this first word is elucubration. Elucubration? It's a noun. Which is weird, because that don't sound like it'd be a noun. Uh, say it again. Elucubration. Uh, like calibration, elucubration. Mm. Uh, I don't know what, what, what an eluc would be. That's when you... <laughs> I, I don't know if I can say it on our show or not. Well, I can always buzz it out or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you can mask with your eyes open. Oh, oh. Mm. Well, yeah. no. <laughs> that would be a concept, uh, sure. Hey, you, you look it's some kind of a eba- it's some kind of basin. <laughs> you look while you're celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> look, a celebration. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody shut up. Oh, well, this word means writing or studying by candlelight. Doing what? Writing? Writing or studying by candlelight. That's why to me it doesn't seem like it's a noun. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln, study by you know candlelight yeah. or whatever. That should be a verb though to me instead of a noun, studying. Luke, yeah, I guess you know, that'll be like light, Latin or Greek or something for light. Whatever. <laughs> Our next word is eliminated. Well, uh, alumni alumni is like your school. So to be eliminated means you uh, have graduated. But but, but, it's E. E, So eliminated, you've been pooped out. (laughs) It's it's not very bright. It's unilluminated. Unilluminated. That's a good one. It's not very bright. Oh. It's not bright because you've been pooped out. Of your graduating class. <laughs> well, kids, you're really close. It means weakening of the loins. So oh, I guess wow. it could be diarrhea. <laughs> well, you weakened your loins to get diarrhea. <laughs> You were very close there. Umbusque. And remember, they start with E, so I'm assuming EU Umbusque. It's not risque, it's Umbusque. It sounds like a French word. Brusque. And it's a noun. It's a beer. A flavor of beer. An e brewski. An e brewski. It's the one you have online at an online bar. Okay. It's the kind of beer you have with an online bar, with an online cafe. Is it skay or ski? In that sense, (laughs) to skay or to ski? That is the question. This word means a person who avoids military service. Oh, a draft dodger. Embusque. Yeah. Embusque is a draft dodger. Two. Move to Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Go to Canada. Maybe you flunked that class, and maybe now you fight, and people mock you on the Implumania. You're crazy about implos. <laughs> Implumania. Wow. It's a noun. A noun. Sheesh. Implu. What the heck would that be? Place or thing. Some of these sounds like you like to in, eat me, plums. But... Oh, the, the, you're crazy about um, uh, having uh, plums. <laughs> Implumania. What part of it's making you think it's got uh... Oh, stupid dog. He, he's trying to put in his two cents worth. Yeah, you have any he, ideas, he, Terry? He thinks eplumenia is bark, bark, bark. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> to equalize, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. This word means a manic compulsion to hold a public office. 
Oh, wow. You're just crazy about being president. Yeah. Or, or actually, think of a couple you know, of our presidents. Dog like catcher that. is also a public office. I'm just crazy about being a dog catcher. <laughs> <laughs> you notice the dogs got quiet when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's thinking about barking. He was thinking about it. Thinking about it. <laughs> Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Our next word? I don't even know if I can say this. Oh, is it dirty? <laughs> Exazuxus? Exazuxus. Yeah. I wish they would spell it. Say it. Exazuxus. That's it like your phone. Exazuxus? You're, you're outside of whatever Azuxus is. You're exiting your zipper. <laughs> You're hanging out the zipper. Wow. Tuck it in and zip it up. Exiting your zippopotamus. I don't know. Exiting. Well, this, let's see. Whipping it out. <laughs> I don't know. The repetition of a word with vehemence and emphasis, as in if you say no, 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 or so yes, you're, yes, you're repeating yes. a word for getting louder each time. Oh, so no. that's different. Yeah, I wasn't that word's hard to say. As soiner is our next word. What? As soiner. As soiner. It's when you soil your pants. You're you're an ensoiner. Soiner. <laughs> you're gonna be the one that ensoils your pants. <laughs> what a baby does to a diaper. <laughs> soil the diaper. Digging for worms. I don't know. In, in the soil. <laughs> Work on that grammar. You should know yeah. This this word means a person who makes excuses for someone. Uh, hmm. He was the absence of another. So if somebody's In not absence, here. So so I'm I'm gonna stick up for Terry but behind his back whenever he's he's not in the chat room yet. <laughs> <laughs> All those things Jill said about. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> 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 this word kind of sounds like the last one, Assyriant. Assyriant. It's an ant that becomes a knight. He, he's been, uh, his title is now Sir, Sir. Antelot. Yeah, Sir Antelot. Sir or, Antelot. Or, or Assyri is a kind of a horse drawn wagon. So it's Sir Royal Comfort. It's, it's the <laughs> female relative of a Surrey wagon with the fringe on top. Is royal circumference. This must be a French word. I wish they would tell more about it, but it's, it says it means oui, you're oui. hungry. So it's another word to be hungry. Like Hungry? Wow. Uh, I'm so assuring I could use some lunch right about now. <laughs> Sir, I'm, a, I'm a surly ant. How about that one? Surly, I'm getting hungry. 
at the Surly <laughs> Ranch. In Surly Ranch. McDonald's is a big Surly Ranch. <laughs> anyway. You better slow down and use the right pronoun. Amorphous is our next word. Amorphous. Amorphous. You're changeable. It's adjective. Amorphous. You're amorphous inside. You're you're an amorphous elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Enormous. Amorphous. You're an amorous uh, elephant. Amorphodite. I'm I'm polyamorous for immersed, just whatever you said. <laughs> well, some people may say a model would be this way. She's well formed. Well formed? What is Anorexic. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well. That's that's more like a, a model is anorexic. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Although a model should be well formed, hence the name model. Yeah. You trappoly? <laughs> it's a good trampoline. <laughs> you it's trampoline. Like it's a yeah, it's what you say while you're bouncing on a trampoline. You drop it, you drop it, you drop it. <laughs> okay, now here's some more syntax you're always <laughs> This word means pleasant and pleasant. I can't say this pleasantness in conversation. So I guess to have a good conversation. Uh, yeah, very pleasant. Yeah, okay. pleasantness. You're, you're pleasant to speak to. Yes. No X in espresso. Your participle down. Exaspicate. Yeah, you spit. <laughs> you're going to spit on stuff. Exaspicate. Exaspicate. You're exasperated. I just can't stand it anymore. I'm exasperated. <laughs> Any ideas, Terry? Frustrated. Uh, I, I missed the word. What? If you say it all over again. God. Gotta make me it find it again. She's so exasperated. <laughs> exasperated? Is Exaspicate. that? Exasperate. 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 Uh, Evacuate. Uh, Expectorate is the spit. To I get think. out of, I don't know. <laughs> To get out of something. But I don't want your drama. If you really want, leave out that Oxford con. To do something, do to do something in an unlucky fashion. Unlucky. So whenever, close. whenever you 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 go over twenty one, you play a blackjack. You exasticated yourself, huh? I think I got one more word. Let's just keep in mind that we are you. Quite a few words this week. I got one more, and it's exhibilation. 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 To get rid of uh, siblings. <laughs> you're yeah. You're getting you're getting rid of your siblings. <laughs> you're, you're killing off the siblings. 
Jones. <laughs> we we only talk about our our other brother who's not really around anymore. <laughs> Everybody shut up. Goes along with the gong show, you hiss somebody off the stage. Oh, okay. Exhibilation. Instead of booing them off, you hiss off the stage. You know, if vaudeville is still around, we would probably know that. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was funny whenever to hiss someone, to gong them off the stage. But that's my last word. That was Yay. my last word, you guys. <laughs> There's a lot of them this week. Uh, yeah, well, now it's time for Terry's Top Ten. Top Ten. Ten movies that people walked out of. Oh, they're, they're so bad, you just have to get up and walk out. Huh? <laughs> movies that make you want to just leave early. Now, I'm pretty forgiving about movies, even if it's a bad one. I'll at least sit through it and see if it gets any better. But I have to say, there's probably been one or two I've walked out of. <laughs> uh, number 10, Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, I do not know. I thought that was a good movie. Well, I didn't see it, but I've heard. It came out in 2016. Yeah, reprised the role of uh, Jeff Goldblum, but because it didn't have uh, Will Smith in it, Smith in it, it uh, apparently people walked out of the movie. I don't even know who was in it. I think Will Smith originally, but I, I thought it was. I, heard it was I thought I watched it, and it's like uh, it wasn't. I, I know I've heard reviews about it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't really as, as spectacular. I don't remember seeing the other one. I seen the first one. Yeah. Number nine, Dark Shadows. Oh. Out in 2012. Yeah, I, I guess I, it didn't do as so well. It's based on the old 1960s Dark Shadows soap opera. Barnabas Collins. It had starring Johnny Depp. And the soap opera was really popular. They even had a Barnabas Collins board game. Yeah, that's The soap opera did it have a vampire on it? Yeah, a vampire, yeah, a werewolf. Barnabas oh. Collins was the vampire. That was the vampire's name. Yeah, but I don't know if the soap opera would have a vampire. Yeah, they, they had the vampire. They had witches. They had the werewolf. They had the, everything. Oh. Yeah. Was, have you ever seen a vampire? Thing. Have you ever seen a vampire coffin? <laughs> 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 no, but it, it must have been a sarcophagus, I guess. <laughs> Sarcophagus. <laughs> and uh, number eight is Titane. It's spelled T I T A N E. It came out in 2021, just last year. Never heard of it. Never Me heard either. of this movie. Last but year was movie. a bad year for movies. <laughs> I thought I'd spell it because it's like a Jill word. I mean, or Titan, you know, because it, but then it had an E at the end. I go, oh, wait a minute. Let me spell that out. Titani. This movie <laughs> is so bad, no one's even heard of it, let alone seen it. It's about a woman who had sex with a car and found out she was pregnant. Wow. And all through <laughs> the movie, movie, all through the movie, she's uh, leaking uh, oil. 
Wow. What a stupid premise. No wonder. <laughs> That's what they said. It's like, I, I, I've never heard of that. It's like, I got to. You know, I, I'm glad I haven't heard of it. Now I'm sorry that I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, that just came out. It's like, wow. That's where this, okay. So did the car have a four on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Number seven, yeah, number seven, Solo, 2018, uh, another movie about Han Solo. Oh, really? I kind of figured that from the name, but... Solo. Jill thought Red Solo Cup. I thought, yeah, might have been a Solo Cup movie. I think it was like, it had to do with Han Solo, it was like... One of them in between movies, you know, in Star Wars. I well, just, the, the, there was a novel that George Lucas wrote about Han Solo's early days with him and Chewbacca doing space adventures. Yeah, the book is really interesting. And they might the movie sounds pretty that. sucky, huh? but they're going to have to make Han Solo look really young. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be able to use Harrison Ford because even the books, he's, he's he's only supposed to be in his twenties or something like that. Yeah. Harrison Ford was way older than that. He was like 40 or so whenever he did Star Wars. Yeah. And number six it came out in 1999. A movie called The Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah, that was a cool movie. I thought it was pretty good. I yeah, think I, I've actually seen that one. I did too, but now, like, it, it is a little bit campy, but it, and it, it's supposed to be a spoof of the TV series from back in the whatever sixties or so. But that was pretty they, good. But I guess whenever it first came out in the theaters, people walked out on it, thought it was dumb. Huh. But I thought it was, hey, that's not bad. Well, if you're going to compare it to other Will Smith movies at the, at the time, like Men in Black and others. It it definitely was not as good, but for what it was, it was pretty good. It was it was meant to be. Well, they had some stuff in there that that just probably really wasn't in the time period, but they kind of made it had to build this stuff in to make it, you know. Right. Well, the the TV show was kind of a blend of non real reality gadgets and gizmos, Uh, but the movie did well. I've seen that movie, Wild Wild West. I'm, I'm not sure myself, but I know that there were some things in there. It's like, oh, they didn't have that back then. No. <laughs> and the TV show was the same way. They, they had like little James Bond style steampunk gadgets and stuff. Uh, yeah. they, they wouldn't have had it. And let's see, number uh, wait, number five, The Thin Red Line. Uh, oh. It was starring uh, Woody Harrelson in 1998. The name rings a bell, but I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen it. And it it didn't give much of a description on the movie. I don't know if it was a World War II movie or something. The Thin Red Line. Uh, it sounded like a good name for a war movie, but I, I, I don't remember. Yeah. And number... Number four, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I I, I kind of got burnt out on superhero movies after about the second one came out. <laughs> I watched I watched that one, and you know I've, I've been trying to 
watching, but there's so many of them now. I don't even know which ones are which, yeah, which you, which this, universe they're in. I don't know. This one out now is like Iron Man and somebody, Iron Man and Man or something. I'm like, what? What is that? They're just making movies and saying it's from a comic book or something. It's like, well, they're in the comic book universe, but they're. I, I just can't follow them. You know, yeah. but like this one here, Batman versus Superman. I watched it. I go, that is so stupid. Superman is an alien from another planet. He looks like a human, but he's an actual alien from another planet. And, and Batman is just a really smart alien. guy who's athletic. Yeah, and Batman <laughs> kills him. In the movie, he Batman kills. Yeah, him. I guess I've I guess I've heard that. And like, what's how can he do that? The guys can't kill Superman. He's just, he's just yeah, <laughs> superhero movies have a lot of angst and stuff. It's like, you know, I, I want my superheroes to be super, not all dark and cynical. <laughs> That's why I don't watch superhero movies. I just don't like them. And then number don't adjust Number three, Drive. There was a 2011 movie. Drive again. That, 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 that name one. sounds familiar, but I I know I didn't see it. It was you would think it would be about like you know really fast car driving stuff, but it yeah. was it was uh, another movie kind of like the Driving Miss Daisy. I think they're saying, but uh, uh, I didn't record the note for it. <laughs> it's like but, whatever. Uh, number two. Oh yeah, three is Drive. Number two is the Fast and Furious number seven. Wow, they had that many, huh? Oh, well, they got the that. That, that movie came out. In, that movie came out in two thousand and fifteen. They've got. Uh, I think they're up to nine or ten or thirteen or yeah, something. Nine, I think. I don't I, like uh, any. Of- with that many, you think it would be a little less fast and a lot less furious. <laughs> Well, the first few I'm sure were great. I, I know I've seen at least one of them. But and I saw that movie. That's when we were down in Tennessee, and it came out. We were, you know, on Sequatchie Mountain down there, when my mother-in-law was, you know, dying. And they watched that movie, and it was so. I go, what is that? I'm like, and I had, you know, I had was able to get it with descriptive audio, you know, and I'm like, that is so stupid. Oh my God! They're in a car and they're they're like in a C one thirty, a big cargo you know plane, and they're driving. They open, they're flying, but then they they get in their cars and they and they drive their cars out of the plane. And they're in their cars driving and you know dropping out of the sky, and then they hit the ground and they just keep on going. I'm like, yeah, right. No parachute. No, and they are they're doing wow uh, driving. How they got into a skyscraper, I don't know. And they're going from jumping from the roof of one skyscraper in their cars. Was it a Mach 5? Another skyscraper. <laughs> That's not something a Mach 5 so would do. Stupid. Yeah. I was like, it's awful cartoony. The first one, <laughs> the first one was probably excellent. And after that, they just keep getting more and more. I have no idea. They're just stupid. Wow. Now, see, what I think it was no time for sergeants. They did something like that where Andy Griffith and his uh, whatever sidekick he had at the time, they were on the C-130 and they had a Jeep, but it had a parachute and they were able to land safely that way. 
I'm pretty sure it's that movie. It could be a different one. Well, the Russians did that in one of their tanks one time, put a full crew of people in a tank and did an airdrop like that, and it killed everybody inside the tank. Yeah. Well, the, the reality is, even with the parachute, you're going to hit pretty hard, and you're going to have people with you know broken backs or whatever. Uh, you, you, the vehicle goes by itself, and then the crew goes separately. You don't put them in. Yeah. And so, uh, okay, number one, back to our list here. <laughs> number one is... The first Purge movie oh. came out in 2018. Huh. Purge. Um, I I know about the movie. I know what it's about, but I, I've never seen that. I tried to watch. I mean, they have, I don't know how many of them they got out now. I've downloaded one of them off of Sam Net. I didn't know there was more than one, honestly, and I don't really oh, care. No. <laughs> it was they 2018. Have... It's been, what, four years, so certainly they don't have any more than four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they have about four. You know, it's three or four of them. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I watched one of them, and I go, this is dumb. I mean, it, it's it's most... The, it's, the, the premise is okay, but how many... stop action, put it that How way. many times can you do purge by killing somebody it's, i understand that's what it's all about whenever you have the right to do break any law you can everybody break any wants, law. wants to kill everybody it's like right i mean no. some people want to there's got to be you know, steal more exciting crimes or, yeah. you know oh oh i'm gonna break the law i'm gonna take my cat and squish its head <laughs> <laughs> i, I want to take my cat to the park so and poop off of its leash <laughs> There's a purge law no. broken for you. <laughs> and, you know, it's break the laws or whatever you want. You know what it's like? And then, uh, but it, it's all just. So, so it's like every day with BLM riot um, breaking into stores and stuff. Right. But I'm just saying that <laughs> listening to it being blind, it was nonstop screen reader telling wow. you thing that's going on on the screen because there's always so much action people doing this and people doing that and it's you're listening to the reader read you this what's going on us more than watching the movie you know but yeah well the, uh, <laughs> like i said the premise sounds okay but it's a movie even the first one when it was still good i'm sure i really don't want to watch it yeah anyhow that's our top 10 list Hello, my name is Terry K. Helgen. If you are in the Wood River area, stop by and visit Terry's Mini Mall. I have some homemade crocheted items, household goods, cleaning supplies, toys, seasonal merchandise, snacks, candy bars, soda, and more. Oh, did I forget? I also have Avon. Terry's Mini Mall is located at 300 North Wood River Avenue. You guessed it, in Wood River, Illinois, 62095. Visit my webpage at terrysminimall.com. T-E-R-R-Y-S-M-I-N-I-M-A-L-L.com. Or call my store at 618-471-9088. Thank you.
Now it's time for yeah. Anchor Topics. Anchor right. Topics. Yeah, yeah well, uh, we can keep this kind of short. I don't really have anything on the schedule other than it's manual skills. Uh, manual skills. Think of wood shop, you know, any of the shop classes, handicraft, knitting, crocheting, uh, anything you want to do. Uh, I'll just say whatever hobby you have, it's really not as hard as you think to adapt it for somebody who's blind. Kind of like what I was talking about, we were playing. If you've been able to see it sometime, we can talk about that. As long as you know how to write, you know, somebody could read the word. And What's that? The game? the game there's ways that they, my kids love to play games and usually i come in here and watch tv and they sit in the dining room but they'll try to figure out ways to make it where i get to play too so yeah, that, like, like that game like somebody a lot would read of, the word and you would write on your your uh, slate whatever right. you'd want to go with it it was a and then the and, and had a, a lot of board games either come with a, an adaptable board like say scrabble has raised ridges for the tiles to fit into and raised dots or whatever for the letters and so does checkers remember grandma had right. a checkers game yeah you have a checkerboard where every other square is indented and that's where your checkers go and you and have square ones they, around black ones. and red yeah they're black and red still but they are square and round and then if um, you get a king, you just flip it over. So well, it's... no, it had a ridge, so you could stack one on top. Of you. Oh, I was thinking you flipped them over. It's been years. You, though, you, you know? could, you actually could, because they were hollow, and, and so if they were upside down, then it would be like a little cup, or a little square cup, or a little round. Yeah. Cup. So you could either way it would work. Wait, what yeah, so so some, sometimes they have the, an adaptable pieces, and other times, like say Monopoly. They actually do have a Braille Monopoly, but it's doggone expensive. It's easier to say, hey, let me have the shoe. I'll roll the dice. Oh, look, Grandpa, you got a seven. And then you just move your thing, dot, 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 seven. And and, oh, you're on Waterworks. You want to buy that? Well, sure. Well, you, you have them help, you know, make sure you're on the right square. You have them read you the card. And, but but you, <laughs> yeah. you're, making, you're making the decisions to buy this or, you know. Right. Like, well, I mean, it's not any different than if you're playing it on the computer. You know, right. the screen reader would read everything, and you and you click to push the button to roll the dice, and then it moves, you, and then you land there, and it tells you what you landed on, and you can make the decision, right. and, and you can do all that. It's fun to play on the computer, but but, but now now games that require like playing cards. Don't look at my cards. You know, well, those kind of games are like Joe was saying. You're right, whatever on the slate, so nobody can see it. Now that could be a little more tricky, and if you had trouble with handwriting, uh, you might need to have an assistant whispering here. Hey, you got a your cards? You have a five of clubs and a two of speeds and a whatever. Yeah, yeah, but there is a. The, I don't know if we can talk about the guy that made all the games. Are they still uh, available to people? Jim the Kitchen. Yes. Just yeah. Kitchen. still out there. Yeah, oh, somebody. Yeah. Uh, I think his. I got him. Uh, his wife allowed somebody to take over his site and uh, whoever took it over made a little bit of improvement so it's a little easier to navigate but he has all the all the games there you can download a big package file of them so you can get everything all at once and get the game and that and there's also i found on on our apple devices there's a blindfold games app right. and they have lots of different 
games. And the kitchen sink is just like the blindfold games. You have a, a game launcher. They're not all there, but you can once you double click on it, and then it'll download it and then, you know put it on its own. I don't, I'd have to grab the full list, but the, the Kitchens Inc. has and things like golf. You can play, you know, golf. There's they have, games. They have like, I think it's called Mach 4. It's kind of like the old Nintendo pole position game where you race your car around the track uh, and they use audio clues to tell you where you are on the track. Um, they have, uh, of course, Hangman, Monopoly, uh, Battleship. War. Yeah, and there's just a bunch of them there. They've got strip poker. They, they do have some adult ones. <laughs> um, now, what what Jim Kitchen had done is for the adult games, he would usually make two versions. And if he didn't want the adult stuff, he could like delete a TXT file and he wouldn't have that. He would just resort to the regular. I always liked this concentration game because you flip over the cards and it'd be like a can of corn, a pound of hot dogs, a mansion, a coat hanger. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, when am I going to get this stuff? <laughs> yeah. And it's just fun to try to flip over to see it. Braille paper, uh, yeah. a re the word, whatever. Just it is. 3.2. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of really strange things like that he put on there. It was fun, though. I liked it. I haven't played it in a long time. My computer's not working. The, so. the game of life. They have a truck driver game. There's just a bunch of them. Uh, so, yeah, Jim Kitchen was, was really uh, prolific about putting them out before he passed away. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, there's games. That, I mean, I don't get into a lot of games. I get there's, other stuff I do. There's other games that you can, I don't know if I make them up or you know, that they have this thing that you can buy that's that just, uh, it's one of the dice rollers, you know, that where it's just this, this thing and it's got the dice inside of it and you push down on the dome and it, oh, yeah, the bottom pop up and it rolls the dice and it stays isolated inside that dome. So you never actually touch the dice so you oh. don't lose them. And, yeah, they would put that in a lot of kids' games, like shoots and ladders right. and other stuff. <laughs> and if you, you know, you can still use that on any game. But then, if you just don't happen to have one of those, it's not like I've told Keith on your Apple Watch, you can actually download a, a dice roller on your on your watch. If you were somebody that liked to play like Dungeons and Dragons, they, you can have a six sided dice. You can select from, you know, a, well, even for that, you can just tell your smartphone well right know, hey Siri, roll a roll a 12-sided dice and it would give you a random number right or, or you know just say rolling uh -oh. it's four my, my, it just rolled i got a four <laughs> okay move four four chairs <laughs> and you say you know it's, uh, pick randomly pick a number between one and 20 or something if it's you know, whatever you know you could use it you could use your smartphone for for doing that you know like at a party or something, you got a prize, you want to give away a prize like we did at uh, uh, our last mm -hmm. blind group meeting where we uh, right. had the 50 50. You know, my wife had other prizes, so it's like pick another name, you know. So the girl picked another name and whatever, but you can randomly pick a number. How many people sit here? You know, right. oh, okay. so, so there's One through 12. again, then, then there's different ways. To make games accessible, whether they're card games, dice rolling games, or board games, uh, there's different 
ways that you can participate. You know. Yep. So well, let's keep it short and we'll stop Blame right there. Bluff. Blame Mitch huh? Bluff. I'm still waiting to play that game. <laughs> I'm still waiting to take my life all off so I can get somebody else to turn. Blind man's bluff. Uh, anywho. Hey, blind blind do. spin the bottle. And then it happened. I guess you ain't been informed, Gildersleeve, that I was a pretty important guy in the United States Army at one time. Is that so? Yes, that, that's so. <laughs> Why, when I was in the Signal Corps, I had charge of all the carrier pigeons in the Army. Pigeons? I rode a motorcycle and towed my pigeons behind me in a little trailer. Uh. Pigeon towed McGee, I was... All right. Pigeon towed McGee, the proud possessor of personal praise from Pershing and Patan for my practical and painstaking projects and placing my pigeons in the precise places to peddle precious plants to the proper people, the personification of persuasion and the prince of personality perennially plugging for peace without strife, but the rest of them peas are rolled off my knife. We do have a couple of emails, so let's get off of the games. Okay. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Um... (laughs) It says, hey there, TSF hosts. My sweet little grandson surprised me one morning with a cup of coffee in bed. He had made it all by himself and he was so proud. He waited eagerly for me to comment on the quality of his coffee. I have never in my life had such a bad cup of coffee. It was so awful, but I drank it all anyway. As I drank down the last sips, I noticed three little army men in the bottom of my cup. I had to ask, honey, why are there three little army guys in the bottom of my cup? He replied, you know, grandma, it's like on TV. The best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup. (laughs) <laughs> from Grandma Jill <laughs> from Hot Coffee, Mississippi. <laughs> so it must not be you then. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> neat though. <laughs> uh, we also have an email. Uh, starts out, hi there, uh, uh, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Uh, I have an embarrassing story for you. Mm. Well, it's embarrassing now, but it wasn't at the time. Uh, Let's just say there was some celebrating going on at the time. Some college friends and I had just graduated, and I uh, had the honor of both passing the bar exam and landing my first job at a big law firm. Fast forward several hours with lots of drinking and maybe a little rowdiness. Next thing I know, I was being arrested and taken to an interrogation room. I knew my rights and I let the police officer know it. I'm not saying a word without my lawyer present. The cop looks at me and says, you are the lawyer. (laughs) I told him, exactly. So where's my present? He wasn't going to talk without his lawyer present. Lawyer present. present. Uh, <laughs> lawyer present. 
from Mason Perry of Moo Ball, South Wales. Hmm. Moo Ball. Anyway, she <laughs> what a silly one. Those people in South Wales. Uh, you know, it is it is February is National Humpback Whale Month. I guess you didn't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. It, 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 it was one of our month holidays. We did a we made our show really, really long that one time. Oh. Anyway, it's time for final thoughts. Who wants to go first? I got a bunch of them. Oh, too. But I won't say them all. Um. <laughs> well, I changed my iPhone name to Titanic. It's sinking now. It's <laughs> <laughs> sinking. <laughs> What are those two people named on the show? Jack and Rose. Oh, yeah. They must be sinking together. A bargain is something you don't need at a price you can't resist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I asked my wife if she ever fantasizes about me. She says, Yes. I fantasize about you taking out the trash, <laughs> mowing your lawn, doing your dishes. <laughs> I don't think I'm that kind of a fantasizing about whatever. <laughs> change. Change is inevitable, except from a vending machine. I bet you our younger brother would not want to hear that. I bet you saying that's not funny. (laughs) Truly, there's no one in history who traveled and wandered around more than the Romans. (laughs) Romans. (laughs) They were Roman everywhere. Uh, some fun things to do when you're bored. Call in sick to places you don't work at. <laughs> I saw a baby today wearing a t-shirt that said, I'm what happened in Vegas. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> didn't stay I guess Vegas, it didn't did stay it? there, yeah. <laughs> we hired a tree trimmer. He did a great job. Take a bow. Take a bow. <laughs> yeah, those tree bows. I went to school with a girl who had a really odd name, non sticking cooking spray. I tried to get everyone to call her Pam, but it didn't stick. (laughs) Three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. Now tell me that's not a coincidence. 
That sounds like the beginning of a joke. I don't have any more. You guys go ahead. Our, our city hall was once attacked by a pigeon that was trained by the army. It was a military coup. Do you know what you call a vampire that does taxes? Account Dracula. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So why do cows lie down in the rain? To keep <laughs> each udder dry. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm going to stop with that one there. If Walmart is lowering their prices every day, why isn't anything free yet? Yeah, why not? They've been lowering them for the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I could go on, but we better call it quits with that. Uh, so, yeah, this is the part of the show where we uh, sign off. We tell everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, leave us a reading and review at the, whatever directory you found us on. Visit our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. Uh, leave us a comment on any of the show notes. Send us an email to the contact page. Just let us know what you think. Tell us your funny story. If you have an embarrassing or funny family story, we'd like to hear about it. You can always hit our donate button. Yeah, hit it a couple times. Donate frequently, donate often, donate a lot. <laughs> Leave a donut instead of a donate. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's what we got. Uh, so, again, this is your host, Keith, signing off, saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You can send us an email at TSF at the